Welcome to the Rovers preview for 2024. Here comes the new SSE Airtricity Premier Division season. It kicks off next Friday night. Sligo Rovers and John Russell go to Dillingham Park in Dublin to play Bohemians. We'll bring you that game live in its entirety next Friday night. Have to get a co-commentator for Donald Ryan, who's with me in studio uh, for that game. And so too is Jessica Farry. Of the Sligo champion, of the Sligo champion, I'm trying to read your body language, guys. Are you coming in here, bouncing into the studio, cock a hoop for the new season, or is it kind of careful, cautious steps with a little bit of trepidation? Where does the land lie with the two of you? I'd say a mixture of the two. I think you're you always come in bouncing ahead of a new season, don't you? Because you're looking forward to it. Um, suppose there is a, a an air of of caution amongst all Sligo Rovers fans. I think particularly after last year when we thought. It was going to be a good year. Um, it did take, what, a few games and then people were thinking, oh yeah, this looks pretty good and then obviously things didn't quite go to plan and I suppose because of that, the way last year went, because of budget cuts and everything, we're all a bit more cautious in how we're going into the new season but at the same time excited, looking forward to another year of football, obviously. Um Donald Ryan, you and I are of slightly different generations. I'm one of those people who still looks for the supplements of League of Ireland and will devour the information when I can. I don't know if your generation still buys the Star or the Sun or the Irish Times or whoever, whoever has the supplement. Not all the papers do supplements, but, but a good few of them do. Uh, but in an era when the physical match programme is no more at the showgrounds, um, we will be looking at either an online or a print version of the season previews. There's been three or four predictor league tables I've looked at mm. and of the ten Premier Division teams when they place who's going to finish top I think without I haven't seen Shamrock Rovers not in the top position on any of the prediction league tables and Sligo Rovers' position varies from the and I haven't seen that many but three or four it will come as no surprise varies between seventh and the bottom Yeah I think that's probably fair enough assessment Osman to, to, to be honest Um Personally, myself, I don't think I think Rovers have enough to stay up this year, um, but I can't see a finish higher than seventh. I mean, ultimately, it's preseason; you can't look too much into it. The results have been pretty good, bar two defeats. I think to Waterford and uh, Finn Harps. Um, they're on, they're the only two defeats I think off the top of my head. But you know, no harm to lose the odd game in preseason either. You know, I remember a couple of years ago when Denny Corcoran came down to Sligo and he scored about twelve goals in three games or something mad like that, and we all thought he was going to be. The next, the, the next big thing but uh, obviously that didn't work out too well so you know you can never look into it too much but with what John Russell has added to the squad this year and off the back of last year it's it's fair enough to assume the Rovers will be down the, the wrong end of the table but I do think they have enough to stay up Jessica Farry last season the close season business at the showgrounds looked impressive on paper then when the season began it became apparent that in a good few of the cases it wasn't so hot what have you made of the close season shopping by John Russell and Sligo Rovers this time around? 
Yeah, I suppose after last year, again, you're kind of cautious to make any sort of assumptions or predictions of, of players. We really know nothing about a, a lot of these guys and what they're going to be like. Like, I know we, we, we all saw Conor Malley playing for Dundalk and we all thought he was pretty good. Um, on paper, again, he looks like a good signing. But, and, and by the same token, Simon Power comes with a good pedigree and everything. But but apart from that, for Premier Division fans, we wouldn't have seen a lot of the likes of Wilson Waweru. We're still unsure. Um, J.R. Wilson has good League of Ireland experience and then you've, you've got players like Wigget and Denham and we're completely unsure what they're going to be like um, this year. It's hard to know um, and I think it's a sign of the times the way the recruitment has gone this year because yes, Sligo Rovers have, have cut their budget. Um, we know that. But you're now at a stage where every other club bar bowls has huge investment and not only have things been difficult for Sligo Rovers, and yes, the manager got things wrong, there's no doubt about that last year, but now it's even trickier for him to try to get players because I think Austin, John Russell spoke to us at the start of the season last year in the showgrounds before the season started, and he said about how difficult it was to attract players to Sligo, and he ended up going abroad because for the money he was offering players, you would only get an okay player in Ireland, whereas abroad you'd get a good player, or what he thought was a good player, or whatever. Now he's even got even less of that money to try to attract players here and it's really difficult as you know anyway to attract lads to, to Sligo if they're from Dublin or something it's not such an attractive option for them um, so a lot of it is is the unknown I feel like it's very much unknown John Russell's been trying different styles playing styles and that in, in pre-season as far as I'm aware we've seen a few different kind of one starting 11 in the first half and another in the second half which the second half has largely consisted of, of the academy players and that Um we don't really know what the starting eleven is going to be, and you know maybe John doesn't know that yet either. Um, so that's another thing is that you know people are saying they look poor against Finn Harps on Saturday, but by the same token they look good against Derry City in the first day. So you know you're, you've got a bit of everything from them in preseason. Um, so I don't really know with the new players. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think we should apply Laurie loads of salt to the preseason matches. Would absolutely. We, would we agree on that? Oh, absolutely. And always. You don't know what John Russell is trying. You don't yeah. know what the opponents are trying. Absolutely. And, you know. and, and it's a big thing they all say about all the different styles you try in preseason. It might not be apparent to us watching the game that they're trying something a little bit different. Um, so it doesn't mean anything. But unfortunately, people do apply some weight to pre-season campaigns and what they've seen and like you know yourself you can have a great pre-season and then go on to have a bad season or you can have a vice versa you know Yeah Donald I think it's fair to say that this close season has been more of a rebuild for John Russell and Rovers than he planned given the, the turnover of players not just the new guys who came in and didn't work out but also the, the departure of some you know linchpins of the squad and I'm thinking of Greg Bulger, of Gary Buckley, Carlos Sullivan has gone to Galway, and John Russell or John Mahan got injured at just the wrong time because all the indications and whispers were back that he was back to the John Russell of old in pre-season training. Yeah, for sure, Austin. Well, I suppose when the season is not over by a week and you're announcing the departure of nine players, you're always going to have an uphill battle. A couple of them key ones, and then Gary Buckley, probably the biggest loss out, out of that nine that were initially announced that they were going. Then when you lose the likes of Dave Cawley, who's been at the club for about 10 years, knows the place inside out, that's a decision John Russell made that it just wasn't going to be for him going forward. He wants to bring in a younger profile, that's fine. But you're losing that experience where you have someone that kind of knows they're the kind of lads you need around the place that like will lift the place, lift the team if needed. Maybe David Cawley's legs are gone or whatever. Whatever comments were made about him in the 
after his departure but you know they're the kind of lads you need they're kind of Carlos Sullivan as well another big loss if you ask me because you got 100% effort off him every single time he stepped onto the pitch wearing the bit of red so any any time you, you were called upon him he was always giving you 100% Greg Bulger of course everybody knows what a loss he is and you know good luck to him down in Cork City I'm sure he'll have a I'm sure it'll be a good season for them and he, sh- he should do alright in that division but as you mentioned, when the budget is tight, you have to let you have big decisions to make, and the squad is a lot thinner going into twenty twenty four now. Yeah, in relation to that, Jessica, last week I joined uh, the Slagger Rover supporters who formed a guard of honour for the late Kevin Dykes outside the showgrounds on the morning of his funeral, and standing across the road um, on the showground side of Church Hill were the Slagger Rover squad who came out with John Russell, the manager. And former manager Willie McStay, who flew in for Kevin Dykes' funeral uh, with his wife Mary, which was very... It was a very moving scene. It also gave us an opportunity to see the squad together. They lined up um, in file uh, for the cortege as it passed. And a couple of things struck me afterwards when I was thinking about it later in the day. Um, It's a tall, physically big squad. Um, it is a smallish squad. I think Slagger Rover squads always have been small. It's going to be 17, 18. You'll have the academy players to come in. So it's not going to be have the breadth of a Shamrock Rovers or a Derry City or even maybe a Galway United this season. But we're kind of used to that, aren't we? Yeah, and, and actually, it's funny enough, I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but recently I googled the squads Slagger Rovers had the year we won the league. It was a really tight squad. And there was some serious injuries that year, obviously, like, you know. So they still won the league because I think maybe the back four goalkeeper, that stayed consistent pretty much the whole year. Um, that's that's what you're going to need this year. I know we've spoken about Jama and that was a huge blow. It's a small squad, but John Russell has basically banked on improving, or how he sees it is improving his um, medical staff so that players can stay fit for longer. And I think, that's the kind of plan is that keep a smaller squad but ensure that your players stay fit for longer that's obviously a huge challenge because I know someone like Simon Power has had his his troubles with injury and some of the others may have as well some of the guys we don't know so well they may have had um, injury struggles as well but that's where John has decided to go with it so that's a battle in itself but he's put huge faith in his medical team who he obviously trusts um, and we, we know some of them already and they're obviously very very qualified so that's how it's going to be and I think you know last week um, when both Wigget and Denham signed we asked John was he going to sign more players how was it looking and he kind of said look I'm I'm kind of I'd love two or three more players but the way it is it's it's very tight and I'm pushing the committee are pushing and if I don't get more players we're going to be relying on a lot of the academy players we saw a lot of the academy players throughout pre-season and, and someone like Connor Reynolds impressed um, Dara Patton impressed you know he had Kyle McDonough playing left back as well they're really really young lads Connor Campbell was playing too they're all very young but this is the advantage maybe for them that when you've got a tight squad um, that they're going to get games That that's how it's looking at the minute we're not sure if there's going to be any more signings it'll be really really difficult in my opinion if Niall Morhan was to get injured I think that's where you might run into difficulty because Niall is obviously captain but Niall can play midfield right back left back centre back wherever you want him um, and there's obviously a lot of pressure on him now as captain and in the role he plays too with Bo Colley and, and Greg Bulger gone as well so um, you just need to pray uh, that there are a lot less injuries this year because if you do face a big injury crisis again then you are in trouble I think Just on that Austin as well 
I think I was looking at a list of someone had compiled of all the signings that all the League of Ireland clubs in the Premier Division have made in this off-season. Rovers have the, the smallest squad with 20 senior players signed and very light in the middle of the park. I think it's only four senior midfielders that have been, I suppose, your traditional centre midfielder, let's say, mm-hmm. that are in, in that department. So when you look at the names that Jessica mentioned there, like the likes of Conor Reynolds, Dara Patton, Kyle McDonough as well, is another name that's been kind of thrown out there uh, in this pre-season as well. Maybe it would it would appear maybe John Russell's kind of done in this market whether he wants to be or not but when you're a week out from the season I can't really see him adding too many more signings if it maybe if it is one or two so with the 20 that are there maybe three or four academy players I'd say that's the the bones of the squad that you're looking at this year Okay, let's hear from the new Sligo Rovers team captain for the 2024 season. As Jessica mentioned, following the departures of David Coley and Greg Bulger, who have been wearing the captain's armband for the past few seasons, that honour now falls to Leitrim's Niall Morahan at the age of 23. Uh, massive honour, massive honour for myself and uh, my family. Obviously, I've been at the club a long time, so yeah, it is a massive honour to have come up through the ranks and now to be captain of the first team and Delighted that uh, John sees me in that light, so uh, hopefully now I can step up and, and lead the lads well. Did you ever wear the captain's armband before for the Carrick Town under-12s or academy team here? Um, not for Carrick Town anyways, no, but um, the under-19s a couple of times would have taken the armband, so that was it pretty much. You're 23, you're still a young man, but let's face it, you're probably one of the senior heads in the Sligo Rovers dressing room now. That's right, yeah. As a lot of people know, I've been around for, for a good while now. Um, and as I, was, as I was saying to you, we've, we've quite a young team. So, um, yeah, I think it's important for a few of the lads like myself that have that bit of experience to, to step up and, and, I suppose, be that vocal point and, and leaders on the pitch. What sort of a dressing room has John Russell assembled in your mind? Because you're getting to know the new arrivals this season t- together with the guys who are still here from last what would you describe that how would you describe that dynamic in the rovers dressing room it's a really good dressing room a uh, bunch of good lads obviously takes a, a while to gel at the start but um yeah listen everyone's getting on well hungry lads eager to win and um yeah everyone's everyone's really looking forward to the season does the captaincy doesn't carry any extra weight for you it's not going to unduly burden your own expressive football nature no no it won't affect the way i play on the pitch Probably just have to be that bit more vocal and um, keep a few lads in line maybe. But uh, no, I, I can't see it affecting my game anyways. I know there'll be predictions about the season ahead in the papers, in the press and online. I don't know if you read or pay any attention to that. But if they have Sligo Rovers in the lower half of the table, can you guys use that as fuel or ammunition in the dressing room? Definitely, yeah. I think it's a, a sign of motivation if... You know, people are having us down the pecking order, but um, yeah, I think I th- think it's good in a way. No one's expecting much of us, so I think we could be a, a surprise package this year. We have high ambitions, and we're definitely out to prove a lot of people wrong. What's going to be the key to a good season? Do you think, apart from scoring goals, obviously, that's the that's the main objective, isn't it? But um, I think consistency. I think last year and um, in previous seasons, we've we've shown really good signs at times, but. In weeks after that, we could be night and day, you know. So I think it's um, this year it's all about the consistency, having the good performances week in, week out. It looks a very tight Premier Division. Galway and Waterford, on paper, look to be coming up with ability, with money and with fresh 
talent. Uh, it's hard to see too many weak links in this top tier. That's right, yeah. There, there'll be no easy games this year. Um, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you'll just have to try and go out and, and win every week. That's all you can do. Um, you'll know there'll be no easy games, battles every week. And um, yeah, I suppose that's all you can do. Go out and try your best. But your energy is as rich as ever for the new season? Definitely, yeah. Can't wait. Um, not long to go now. So we've, we've had a good pre-season under our belts. All the lads are excited. So can't wait to get going. And the opening match is against Bohemians at Dalymount Park. Um, I know we like to think that we'll, we'll have the showgrounds as a fortress, but picking up points on the road, that's going to be a key factor in how far you can climb this table, isn't it? Obviously, yeah, and I think, especially first game away from home, you want to get the season off to a good start. But, yeah, definitely you want to, you want to be winning all your home games, as you said, have, have the showgrounds as a fortress. But you want to be picking up points on the road as well. That's, that's very important in this league. And one thought on that, I mean, the Dalyman Park is going to be a sellout for that opening game. I know the capacity is restricted, but that's becoming a little bit more of the norm at some grounds in the League of Ireland now. Do you notice that as a player, that you have a full house sign at some of these matches? Yeah, definitely. It's great to see. I think the league is growing year on year, and it's great to see the, the signs of that early on in the season. First games are, are selling out. So, um, yeah, listen, it's great to see. And I suppose you want to be playing in front of packed out stadiums every week. So it is, it's, it's really good to see. Niall Morohan, the new Sligo Rovers captain for the new season. Donald Ryan, is he the, the right choice for captain? The obvious choice? Yeah, I think so, Austin. I mean, when you look around the squad, I don't read. There's no real other obvious choice for me. I think if John Mahan was fit, he'd be in the conversation, all right. But I think out of what you're picking from there, from that group of lads you have in front of you, Niall Morohan, far and away, the, the clear choice. Just because, like you said, like the, like I was alluding to earlier, and, and the lads that have worn the Ironman in the past, the likes of David Cawley and Greg Bulger, lads that get the league, get the club, you know, they understand what it is to be a leader and what it is to lead lads out of it, or stand up in the dressing room when times are tough, and I have no doubt that Morohan is the right choice for that. Jessica, I can understand there'd be a tendency to look for a local figurehead because he's a local guy to give him the captaincy. Is there any danger he might be burdened by that? Or do we make too big a deal about the captaincy is it that big a deal yeah well I think Morhan to be fair to him I would say his his demeanour on the pitch and the way he carries himself anyway he would be seen as someone who leads if you like obviously a bit more difficult for him to be a leader in the last couple of years when you've got the likes of Bulger and Coley and Buckley and you know lads who've done it all in the game if you like in the League of Ireland um, I think like a lot of us spoke last year about how how much of a team player Niall was, the way he carried himself when things were tough. He willingly sat in every single position John Russell asked him to. Um, I think it will mean an awful lot to him to be captain of Sligo Rovers. And I'm I'm sure that was, that was what he said during the week that, you know, the, the captain's armband was kind of what swayed him to re-sign with Sligo Rovers. I'm sure if he was to ever leave, it would be a very difficult decision for him. Um... I think he was a natural leader anyway and he's someone who turns up on the pitch great attitude he's never caused anybody uh, a day's worry or harm or anything so I think like I think it'll be fine for him and I think it's probably something that he's always wanted anyway so now he has his chance will it burden him it might if things are difficult I don't know to be honest I'm I'm not sure it will but it, it's hard to tell I don't know Niall uh, personally that well but I said it means a lot to him and his family. His family go to every single game. They're, I saw his parents at pre-season games, you know, like, so they're very proud as well. So, I'm I mean, sure it is are. important, like, that there is someone there people can relate to, you know, and Niall, I suppose, is one of those players. And he is one of the senior members of the squad and, and that includes his age. He's 23, which to many of us, that's 
very young. But this is a very young first team squad, Jessica. Jessica yeah, Perry. like like Austin, I know we were discussing this off air, but I was looking through the ages as well the other day and I was counting that there was only if you want to include Richard Brush for including <laughs> Richard Brush for argument's sake, there's three players over the age of twenty four. You know, like it's it's and that's And the other two are twenty five. Twenty five, like yeah, exactly. That's you know, they're all under under thirty, if you like, bar Richard Brush again. Um but such a young squad. And I know John Russell speaks about this the whole time that, that the league is getting younger. And maybe he is right, but you know, Owen Elliott is still in Leavensert and he's, you know, going to be playing for Sligo Rovers. A lot of the lads there are, like, we look at them, when you look at them, you're like, yeah, they are young. To be fair, Niall Moran has a lot of League of Ireland experience. Ed McGinty, too, you know, he's got big game experience as well. And yeah. John Mahan pre injury, you know. J.R. Wilson's been around. J.R. Wilson, yeah, 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 they do. But, but still, you know, it might be tough when, when times are tough and. You don't have the senior, more older players, if you like, there who've who've been there in bad days and they know what it takes to come out of a, a tough run or whatever it is. But time will tell, and maybe maybe that will be of benefit to them. Maybe they'll pick up less injuries. Maybe you know, I don't know. Yeah, because you know we should qualify this. They're not raw recruits either, Donald, and it's not necessarily a bad thing if uh, it's a youthful squad. That could be a good thing in the helter skelter of summer soccer when the games are coming thick and fast, and we have these this energetic squad who can handle that sort of um, two, three, four, five matches a month. Absolutely, and it's not necessary. It's not like they're going to be putting out the under 19s every week either. Do you know, like I mean, mid to or early to mid 20s is probably the age profile of the squad. Of course, as you mentioned there, the oldest outfield players will be 25. I think, um, Jr. Wilson and Simon Power, the two elder statesmen of the of the of the squad. If you're going putting it like that, but um, as Jessica mentioned there, it's probably good in terms of probably avoiding injuries. I don't know if this was a, a tactic that John Russell probably went after. I doubt it, to be honest, but his hand was probably forced in what was available to him in terms of finance and players that would be happy to come to Sligo Rovers. So, no, it's not necessarily a bad thing at all, the age profile of the squad. The only thing you would worry about is the lack of experience. But as you said, there, ha- there has been, or there is players rather, in the squad that have been around the block and that have played a serious amount of games in the league and ser- serious amount of games in other leagues at higher standards as well. You know, Ellis Chapman has played a fair amount of games in League One. Ollie Denham has minimal experience in the Championship, but it's still experience in the Championship, you know. So I wouldn't be too worried about the age profile of the squad. But the only thing, as I said, you would be worried about is that kind of lack of maybe overall experience at the higher end of the age scale. I'm going to mention the C word next, folks. Because in the interviews we recorded for the new season with some of the players on Friday, this came up in different ways at different stages in in just about every single interview. And that's consistency. This was an issue for Sligo Rovers last season. How do Rovers find consistency this season, Jessica Ferry? Keeping everyone fit, I think, is the start. I know people use that, say that Sligo Rovers use that as an excuse. But when you can't even name your same starting 11 two games in a row um, and top players are getting injured right, left and centre, it's really difficult to be consistent. I know John Russell was trying to find a style of play last year or he wanted players to play a, st- a certain brand of football, if you like, and the players didn't suit that style. It took a while and we saw it in some games where it worked brilliantly and unfortunately it didn't work in enough games. So having the right players to suit your style of play, I think, is another thing. Um Consistency, as they say, is key. It's it's how you do well in a year. But I think, first of all, keeping players fit, being able to have everybody or as many as possible available each week is where you start. And then after that, it's about 
being able to play a way that, that suits people. Yeah, um, Rovers appointed, I forgot about this during the closing, they appointed Tom French as their lead strength and conditioning coach, a guy I don't know at all, on a full-time basis. Does that sound like an attempt by John Russell to try and address that? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the amount of injuries Rovers had last year, I'd never remember a season as bad for injuries, long-term injuries. You know, there was a time, I think it was the middle of the summer, where there was about 10 of the starting 11 were out at the one time, which was crazy. Like, one person would be coming back and two more would be getting injured. Crazy things like that going on. And sometimes that's just the luck of the draw and you can't do anything about it. Like, every club has their injury problems but given the fact that Russell decided to shake it up in the off-season and bring in a full-time strength and conditioning and fitness coach and um, to try and address that it's clearly what he was trying to do because if he has any kind of injuries on the scale that he had last year he's going to be in massive massive trouble one thing about consistency as well Austin is going to really depend on the on the start that Rovers have um, you know, people usually say the first round of games is usually when you can tell how the league is going to shape up and Rovers will probably need to have as good a start as possible within those first 10 games or so if they're to have any chance of, I don't know, not maybe not staying up, it might be a bit harsh, but if they're to have any chance of making a good fist of this season, the start to the season is going to be absolutely crucial for them. And just on that, Austin, sorry, before uh, we move on, I think Tom French was at the club before... So John Russell would know Tom French. So the fact that he's brought him back means that he trusts him or else the last time Tom was there, he did a brilliant job and there was fewer injuries or something. I'm not quite sure. But he's also brought in, I think there's someone working alongside Tom French. And then, you know, you've got Ray Finan and James O'Donnell. I think there's four, if not five people working on that side of things. So that to me speaks volumes about how he's kind of putting his faith in these guys to make sure everyone is fit for as long as possible and then hopefully that, that will pay off. That's that's the way John has gone this year. Here are the first six fixtures that Rovers will have in the Premier Division. Next Friday night, away to Bohemians. Then Saturday the 24th of February, home to Derry City. Then it's home again the following Friday night, the 1st of March against Shelburne, Friday night game. Then the following Monday, they go to Oriel Park to play Dundalk. Then match five is at home to the champions, Shamrock Rovers, on the 6th of March. And then the 16th of St. Paddy's weekend, Rovers at home again to Drogheda United. So four of the first six games for Sligo Rovers are home fixtures, uh, which isn't the worst start. But can anybody, guys, stop Shamrock Rovers this season, do you think? Uh, initially, I would have thought St. Pat's were going to make the best stab at it, Austin, to be honest. Um, that was up until last Friday night in the President's <laughs> Cup when they got absolutely blown away. A full-strength St. Pat's team pretty much got blown away by Sham's B team. Um, I was of the opinion myself that Pats have done the best business this off-season. They lost a couple of big players, all right, but they've signed good players from around the league the likes of Rory Keating obviously was one that probably catches the eye but I think Conor Keeley going in at the back as well had a great season for Drogheda any time I saw him play uh, for Drogheda last year I was very impressed with him and he's absolutely massive as well he's impossible to get the ball off or get around um, but ultimately across the board it was a, a very poor showing from St. Pat's uh, last Friday in the President's Cup and they were well well beaten by Shamrock Rovers as I said the kind of second string team so I'm not too sure now, but if, if anybody is to challenge them, I reckon it will be St. Pat's in the long run. Jessica, um, I, I'm just looking at the table. Like, you know, there's an awful lot of teams here. I'm not sure what yeah. they've got. Like, so, so Shamrock is... Rovers, I think, yes, yeah. they are a top three side. So are St. Pat's, I think, on, on paper. And I, I think Derry City as yeah. well, because, you know, they, they've, they have pretty much the same squad bar. Yeah, so up. after those three teams, and here's me with the glass half full. You know, 
Sligo Rovers might come 8th, ninth, or 10th. They might come fourth. Well, there's always one surprise package every year. Do you know what I mean? And, and I'm, really, I'm really conscious that I don't want it to sound like we're not aware of the fact that Sligo Rovers could potentially struggle. We are aware of that. But, I mean... You ha- I don't want to be sitting here saying, oh, it's going to be an awful year for Sligo Rovers and they're they're going to get relegated because I don't know that. And until I actually see games coming, I, I don't know how it's going to go. There's always one team who surprises everyone every year. Why can't it be Sligo Rovers this year, you know? But as you said, like, there's a part of me that's like, maybe this year is the one year where there's more teams that we feel are unpredictable in that Bowes we're not sure they've had a kind of similar turnover to to Sligo Rovers Dundalk again have got lads on loan lads from Scotland lads from abroad we don't know if that didn't work out for Sligo Rovers last year doesn't mean it won't work out for them but we don't know what they're going to be like Drogheda have obviously had investment they've kept a lot of their really good players from last year and they've brought in new sign-ins like Piero Jack, Jack Keeney's gone to Drogheda Jack Keeney like you know they look like they've recruited really really well so obviously there's some and, and they've recruited well without completely splashing the cash and throwing money at it you know um, I don't really know and like you know Derry City like last year Shamrock Rovers had such in in their view a poor start like by their own standards a poor start they still won the league in the end and you know last year was the year where you were like okay Shamrock Rovers haven't been as good as we thought they would be surely this is the year someone topples them it didn't happen and that was the disappointing thing was that Derry City looked like the best team in it for so long and they struggled at home at times last year which is kind of like they're still playing at the same pitch you know, they struggled on their own pitch last year and I think that was, in my opinion, the surface of it. And that, that actually halted Derry more than anything else. It didn't help them at all, you know. Um, so I really don't know. As Donald said, Pats, they have had a lot of changes as well. A lot of good players have come in. A lot of good players have gone. We don't know exactly what they're going to be like. The President's Cup was on. They struggled against Shamrock Rovers, which we didn't expect at all. I don't know. I don't know, like, you know. And the thing with Shamrock Rovers and Derry to an extent is that they have players there for so long. And you're, we kind of thought there would be more turnover at Shamrock Rovers this year because the reports coming out at the end of the season last year were that like turmoil at Shamrock Rovers, the board don't want this, don't want that, players' contracts are up, they're all going to leave. They've pretty much all stayed, you know? So we thought there was going to be crisis at Shamrock Rovers. There wasn't, you know? Or that Rovers might pick up a few Yeah, when you were thinking, yeah, yeah, you were like, oh God, we think we're bad and look at them. But no, that wasn't the case at all. Sligo Rovers have picked up one Shamrock Rovers player in the close season, Donald. That's uh, Simon Power, who's one of the... The old fellas had 25. <laughs> um, this guy has potential. There's no guarantee it's going to translate for Rovers. But, you know, I can understand why John Russell might have gone for him. Yeah, and I can understand the kind of profile that Simon Power definitely fits of lads that weren't getting a crack at the top teams. They're the kind of players that are around the league that John Russell was kind of targeting. And I have to say, when Simon Power signed, I, I was really excited about it, to be honest, because he any time he's played or anytime he's been fit rather he's been very impressive he's very good on the ball he's very direct and he's very quick now that ultimately might lead to a lot of his, his injury troubles um, be it hamstring injuries or whatever but keeping Simon Power fit is going to be crucial as well for John Russell like his injury record is really not good but I reckon there's a serious player there for Sligo Rovers this year if he can stay fit for the majority of the season Okay. Yeah, one thing Austin sorry just Power is, is one of the players but a lot of the players John Russell has gone for this year are lads looking to prove a point lads looking to make their name, lads looking to say, have a reset in their career. That's obviously, I think, a conscious decision because he wants lads coming in. He always says, John Russell's 
speaks a lot about the right character. He wants players in who are actually fighting for something. I think, and, and every single player who's come in has said, "Oh yeah, I didn't have a good year last year. I didn't get the games I thought I should have." Simon Power, as you said, clearly a quality player needs game time. So this is kind of obviously what John has gone for lads who have something to prove. Okay, and in relation to that, I want to get your opinion in a moment of where you think the Sligo Rovers' goals are going to come from this season because when Max Mata and Aidan Keane left last season finishing became a bit of an issue for the bit of red uh, but let's hear from the Rovers manager John Russell on how he's looking forward to this season You know it's that anticipation we've not had games for a while you can kind of feel the the buzz around the place, around the showgrounds around the town and, and I think um, you know some of the the players we've brought in have have played well in the games and it's exciting to see what they'll they'll offer now uh, come the 16th of February Insofar as you can draw comparisons has the troll and the search for players this this close season been more challenging than last? Uh, I think every season is challenging for for a club like Sligo Rovers because um, you're on the back foot in terms of the, the resources you have at your disposal and then the, the pool of players in, in the country is, is quite small but you know I, I feel that the business that we've done you know, we signed players that were in the league last year, uh, a couple of them under the radar. Some guys that have got that burning desire and hunger to to play first team football, to to probably prove people wrong. And you know, there's there's a bit of that for me as a, as a manager. I've got to prove people wrong as well. Um, you know, I learned a lot last year, and uh, you know, myself and the staff have uh, analysed everything, and and we're really excited now for, for the season and the the guys we've assembled it's a young hungry ambitious group and you know the, the, the big thing for me when I brought these guys in was to explain to them about the the DNA of the club what, it, what it's about coming up to Sligo what the fans expect and you know I really want to build that connection between the team this year and, and the fans fr- from the off um, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll get that on, on uh, Friday the, the 16th against Bowes what are your own expectations for this team? Uh, get off to a good start. That's first and foremost. I don't want to think too far ahead. Uh, I like to think the big picture all the time. And I do know where I want to take the team and, and where I want to go. And look, uh, It takes time to build, build a team and have a, a core group of players. I feel we have kept the core group that I wanted from last year. Um, you know, you, you look at Reese who came in, Fabrice, really talented players. You've got Niall Moore in, Will Fitzgerald with us last year, Caelan Barrows had a full season last year with us, um, obviously John Mahan. And then the, the players that we've brought in, you know, they're all at a good age profile, kind of 23, 24. It's a hungry group that I feel can play the style of football that I want to implement at the club. Is the squad you have now the squad you're going to have? Or are you still hopeful of finding one or two more players as a manager you wouldn't be doing your job if you weren't uh, pushing at the the board or or the committee so yeah it never stops Um, the the window doesn't close until I think it's the 22nd of February it's very tight uh, in terms of the the money at our disposal but uh, you know I've shown that we've brought in players on loan that I think can do very well this year and that's been a, a really good avenue for for us in terms of paying and doing deals with clubs that you're not paying full salaries and um, you know if I can bring another player or two in I'll definitely try but um, if we don't I do feel that the academy players that we've had in around the group the last couple of months and, and in the pre-season games they've, they've done well um, you know we don't have access that's the only 
thing with the guys that they're still in school so it's probably the summertime where they're in full time with us but I, I do feel confident that they'll, they'll play a part this season John Russell speaking to Ocean FM Sports this weekend ahead of the new season um, I'm just doing a, a list here on paper of the attacking options for Sligo Rovers this season so we have New signing Wilson, Moero guys. We have Stefan Radosayevich is still on the books for the season ahead. Will Fitzgerald, Caelan Barlow, Fabrice Hartman, of course. Simon Power, I think, is an attacking winger, attacking midfield player. We can uh, lump him into that group uh, as well. And I know John Russell was trying to sign another centre forward um, and maybe, you know, he's indicated there the door hasn't closed, but maybe the purse strings have. Um does it still feel a bit thin on the ground up front in terms of out and out finishers? Yeah, I think so, Austin. I mean, when I think Wilson Ware is your only kind of out and out typical uh, classic number nine as such. Like, I mean, he did well last year for Cove. Now, in fairness, thirteen goals, and they were the kick of a ball for away from qualifying for the playoff final last year. Um, so you know he did he did re- he did really well for them last year. Maybe he's ready now for that step up to the Premier Division. It'll probably be his first full season playing full proper Premier Division um, football. And I know um, a lot of people in Galway were probably sad to see the back of him. To be honest, I don't think they were expecting that he would be let go uh, given his form for Cove last year. So the onus will definitely be on him to to get the goals. But I suppose you can throw Owen Elding in there as well. You're just yeah, going course, through going course. through that list of names. I think he was one that we missed, but. Um, he probably see himself as more of a winger, I think, but he'll still be able to chip in with goals and assists when and if he gets his chance, you know. I suppose, Jessica, we have been spoilt in terms of forward options in recent seasons. You know, Johnny Kenny brought great excitement to the showgrounds, mm-hmm. so did Aidan Keena and Max Mata grew in stature, you know, uh, even their relationship with Keena two seasons ago. It kind of feels we mightn't have that just now. Yeah, it's looking that way. Um and Sligo Rovers were undoubtedly over reliant, overly reliant on Max Matta last year and probably Keena the year before. But even the year before, you know, Matta was there to chip in with goals. It was apparent when Matta was and Matta was fully entitled to an off day, like don't get me wrong, he was entitled to not score in a game, but when he was off form or having an off day, there was nobody else to step up and score. Like I think Fabrice got a chunk, as you said, Stefan Radosayevich did as well. There wasn't enough players from midfield chipping in with goals because if you look at most of the midfield last year they were getting one maybe or two and I know John Russell has spoken about that like constantly since you know last season particularly that there wasn't enough goals coming from midfield you need your wingers you need your midfielders chipping in with goals they weren't and that was the big problem is you can have a striker who's getting only getting 10, 11, 12 goals if you want in a season that's probably a good season for a lot of them but it doesn't matter when you've got midfielders defenders chipping in with the odd header here and there so he needs a lot more from a lot of his players this year in terms of scoring goals. And like we don't like you went through some of the attacking players there. You're kind of hoping that someone like Connor Malley is going to find his feet in terms of goal scoring. Ellis Chapman, look again, we're not going to take an awful lot from preseason. He did score three in the preseason friendly against Derry. He looks like a lad who can score goals. I think he sees himself maybe in a way as someone who can score goals. And a lot of them seem to even even the the defenders Wigget and Denham, like Wigget spoke about potentially scoring goals as well as as he has done. You need a lot more of that. You need everybody to be chipping in, I think. You know, you don't want to just say, OK, you need an out-and-out goal scorer, no doubt about it, but you also need everybody else to do the job too. Again, you know, 
you've seen a couple of the preseason games. They come with the usual caveats. Did you spot or detect any change in the John Russell style of play with Rovers this season? I think they were trying a couple of different styles, so nothing was apparent to me. But again, there was a full-on change at halftime in the game, so it was kind of hard to tell what they were doing. I think I think in the the Ballamaller game was Will Fitzgerald, maybe the only player to come out for the second half who started the first. Um, so it was really really hard to tell, but but. I think they've said that they've worked on a few different styles over the course of pre-season, so I couldn't really tell anything from, from what I've seen. I suppose we might know more on Friday about what John is planning to do or trying to do. And He spoke a lot last year about style of play and, and playing a certain brand of football, so maybe, you know, there was good days last year where we saw exactly what he was trying to do and, and the players fitting into that, so maybe he will stick with that and he feels this year he's got better players to, to play like that because when it was good, it was good last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Donald, do you think he'll stick with his philosophy or will he modify it given what he learned last season? Yeah, given what he learned last year is exactly what I was going to say there, Austin. That's how he was going to open up that point. I'd say he won't be as rigid with it this year as he was last year. As you know, it, it doesn't fit every scenario on the pitch or it doesn't fit every game. It doesn't fit. Sometimes you have to literally just play what's in front of you, you know, and find a way to adapt to that. I'd imagine, like, he'll try and implement his style whenever he can and whenever he sees fit, you know, because as Jessica said, some of the football Rovers played last year when it clicked, it really clicked and it was fantastic to watch and some of the goals the Rovers did score last year were excellent and very easy on the ice. So I'd imagine, of course, every manager would want to have their own brand of football, their own style of play, but will will you have the opportunity to do that every single game of the season? Of course, or you, you absolutely won't. So, I like I said, from what John Russell learned last year, and I did ask him about this a couple of times towards the end of the season last year, if style of play is something he'd be willing to sacrifice in order to get results and maybe to stay up as as it came to at the end of last season. He was like, well, you know, like we're only, we've got to do what we have to do to win games, so whatever it takes, really. Do you, do you think, guys, that Rovers fans will be patient with this Sligo Rovers squad? Honestly, I'm not sure they will be because of the way last season went. I would usually say yes, but I think because of the way last season was, the pressure that was on John Russell and the players towards the end of last season, people were naturally, understandably not happy with what they saw, but they also felt like there wasn't enough effort. And I think I think they will be patient if they see the effort and the hard work and an honest kind of endeavour from players. Um, but I think Russell starts this season under serious pressure because of how last year went you know I think he'd be the first one to tell you that other clubs would have would have fired him by now do you know what I mean so I think I think he is under pressure um, people would be patient to a degree but if they're not seeing positive signs and I'm not saying you have to win your first three four games not at all um, but people need to see enough positive signs and I think fans need to see kind of as I said genuine hard work but they also want to see Russell maybe changing things in some way so that they can say oh yeah there is a change from last year because there would be a concern that if you don't start well this year you're going down the same path as last year you know um, so I, th- I think they'll give them a chance but it, it won't be for too long I agree with that Austin as well I think as I mentioned earlier the start to the season is going to be crucial for Sligo Rovers in a number of uh, points Um you know, fans will be getting on the players' backs if they're not happy with what they're seeing. But ultimately, as Jessica said there, they will be getting on John Russell's back too because as the season drew to a close last year, he was under 
unreal pressure and as Jessica said as well he probably said himself that he probably would have been gone if it was another club or circumstances were different so if Rovers are under pressure after the first maybe four or five games max at the start of the season the pressure on both the players and the management will be unreal to be honest Okay I want to in the few minutes we have left I want to put a nice moniker around both your necks now prediction time Uh, where do you think Slag Rovers might finish in the Premier Division this season? Right now, based... And, and why? Right now, Austin, based on other teams and who knows if other teams are finished on their uh, uh, with their transfer business, but uh, as we've been saying throughout the whole thing, we don't, we don't know what's ahead of us. We don't know what's ahead of other teams, what they've managed to bring in, but I reckon seventh would be a good finish for Rovers this year and that they're very much capable of getting that, I think. But given how other teams towards the top end of the table have, have strengthened and maybe teams around us uh, like Bohemians, Dundalk probably they'd be the ones I'd be looking at that I'd be questioning that I'd say maybe we probably should be finishing ahead of them this year based on what, what's that what's gone on in the transfer window at those clubs I think 7th would be a good finish for Rovers this year Jessica? Yeah I, I would be inclined to agree with 7th I think there's going to be a bigger gap this year between the stronger top teams and everybody else and in the everybody else category I would nearly say Sligar Rovers, Dundalk and Bulls based on nothing other than I don't really know what they're going to be like this year. And then you've got again Waterford and Galway who have both come up. That's not to say there's anything wrong with their recruitment but it's just that the first division is very different to the Premier Division. I know they were full-time clubs. They were playing against a lot of teams who train twice a week, three times a week. They're coming up now against teams who might train twice a day, three times a day. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's going to be really different for, for them. It might be tough for them. They might do really well. Like Galway's football last year was very effective um, and they were really good at what they did. It might be different when you're coming into the Premier Division. So I think I think there's going to be a sub kind of category of like Sligar Rovers, Dundalk, Bowles, Galway and Waterford maybe but I'm, I'm going to say and maybe I'm being optimistic maybe I'm being pessimistic but I'm going to say 7th for Sligo Rovers and I think I think that would be a good season given how things have gone you need to stabilise a little bit obviously finances are difficult too so just a comfortable safe 7th would be helpful for everyone I think OK guys thank you very much for your thoughts and insights you'll notice I haven't given a prediction yeah, you're getting away with it. Yeah, I'm getting away with it. The, the, uh, the chairman's prerogative, he'll say, <laughs> on a Sunday evening. Jessica and Donald Ryan, thank you very much for your insights this evening. Bohemians against Sligo Rovers is live next Friday night from Dailyman Park. It's a 7.45 kickoff, the opening game of the 2024 SSE Electricity Premier Division season. And we'll bring you that match live from Dailyman Park next Friday night. Even if, even if, the sun ceases to rise, even if the wind stops to blow. But the name of Sligo Rover 